0: What is interesting about this year is that it is the year of the dragon, specifically the wood dragon. And the wood dragon um, is most strongly associated with Aries, which is our nodal placement this year, our north node placement. So the wood dragon is very creative. It's bold. It's ambitious. It's very decisive, extremely creative. And these are all the characteristics of Aries. So we are all being invited and challenged, whether you're in Aries placement of sun-moon rising or north node, um, or you're born in the year of the dragon, to have more, that's the right word, not control, but to take more of an active role in your life and to know that you're the only one that is holding yourself
1: back. Welcome to Confidence by the Stars, an astrology podcast that unlocks the secrets of your zodiac sign and provides astrological insights for personal growth and empowerment. I'm Darissa, your host and personal horoscope hype woman. And today I have with me Alice Hu, a career astrologer and founder of Woo, Woo Company. She shares how you can use astrology as a tool for identity work, career development and business. Alice also facilitates wellness programming for organizations as a fractional chief mindfulness officer, showcasing how mindfulness is a powerful resource for your businesses. Thank you again for listening to Confidence by the Stars. It would mean the world to me if you would follow the podcast by clicking the follow button right now. When you do, the moment we publish a new episode, it will come right to the top of your feed so you don't miss a thing. And if you like the show, please leave a review to help spread the good vibes. Now, back to the show.
0: Welcome, Alice. Hi, it is
1: so great to be on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me yes, today. I'm so excited to have you on. Just to give the uh, the listeners a little bit of a backdrop, um, I met Alice through um, LinkedIn. But the way that I met you was because you are a friend of or an associate of Tamari Artier, a fellow astrologer that I rave over. Mm. I just love her so much. Yeah. Um so yeah shout out to to Mary but I'm so glad to be connected to you. I would love to know how you guys um were connected as well. So I I'm trying to remember I I'm in this
0: like Slack group And this person was like, oh, I just moved to L.A. I'm also an entrepreneur, like trying to meet up with people in the L.A. area. Uh, I believe his name is George. And we met up for like a coffee. I told him about like what I did. He's like, oh, you have to meet my friend. I did my MBA program with her. She's also an astrologer. She has like a beauty business. She does like a lot of different things. And so we had caught up over the phone I think a couple months ago. And I'm just always looking to connect with more astrologers, especially, you know, women of color who are doing the work of astrology. I think it's very potent, very powerful. I think there's no mistake that we find this work. I really do believe it's a reclaiming of culture and identity, and I think that the more we're able to share our perspectives and add in, obviously, our lived experiences and also this part of heritage and culture that we don't even know that is there, the more people able to reach and help because ultimately I think that astrology and many modalities uh, within wellness and spirituality have only reached a very small um, section of (laughs) the community because of who's sharing it.
1: Absolutely. I totally agree. I echo those sentiments and I really, really, really do connect with that. And I would just love to know more about your personal journey with astrology. Like how did you come to be connected to it and what drew you and what keeps you like so fascinated by it?
0: I have always been interested in the supernatural in astrology, in witches, all of that from a young age. Like, that's all I wanted to watch. That's all I read. I loved Greek mythology, Roman mythology, the ancient civilizations. Like, that was just something that I really enjoyed reading about. At one point, I, like, dreamed of being an archaeologist. Very cool. you know practicality <laughs> um as well as i am first generation chinese american my parents immigrated here in the 80s and it just didn't really it didn't really seem practical um and so i pursued communications and east asian studies and you know i've always had an interest in these things but you know as you get older you just kind of for me at least I just wasn't as interested. But what kind of continued to draw me in was just like scary shows, supernatural stuff. Like I still really enjoyed watching that from like the the lens of television and books. And it wasn't until my Saturn return uh, in my late 20s that I really began to look into these things as well, which makes a lot of sense because my North Node is in Pisces. Yes, very activating. It all kind of is like you know, makes sense when you look at it from an astrological perspective. And that's what I did uh, during my Saturn return. And I was kind of piecing things together, looking things up on the internet, uh, following certain people on like social media. And I began to excavate myself, um, kind of peeling back all the layers like through astrology and many other modalities. And I just found it to be such a very powerful tool to understand yourself. Uh, And then I have a lot of Capricorn placements. So obviously, I like to talk about career and business. And yeah, that's that's, that's kind of how I like to share astrology. And and that's why I launched my website, YourSaturn.com last year, because I felt like astrology wasn't very approachable for a lot of people. There was a lot of jargon. So I wanted to remove some of that jargon and give people like the magic, uh, the deep insights and understanding without some of those like barriers of understanding astrology, which is, you know, the actual jargon itself.
1: Yes, I totally agree. Um, The jargon can be something that's really hard for people to navigate. Oftentimes they're doing so through various websites and they don't have the guidance of knowledgeable astrologers like yourself to really be able to break that down for them. So I love that you have provided this resource and I find it so fascinating that Saturn, your Saturn return was one of the turning points for really pushing you into this world of astrology. Can you talk about that more a little bit Mm -hmm. and help people understand what a Saturn return is? Yes. Yeah. So
0: in my 20s, I after graduation, I went to work in Shanghai, which is where like my family is from. And I just got like a good job opportunity and then another job opportunity. So I ended up just staying there for most of my 20s. And everything looked really good on paper. But I kind of felt like oh, like like so many people are feeling now more than ever before. Like it just didn't feel right. And what I was looking for was like purpose, um, something that was aligned to my values and something that really kind of like lit me up from the inside out. And I still do a lot of marketing and communications based work, which is what I did um, in my 20s. I worked um, for like Hilton and Marriott and P&G. Did a lot of like social media, like marketing, digital marketing consultancy work for them. Um, And yeah, like, I just realized, I was like, I don't really know if this is what I really want to be doing. And so I had to really understand myself more and and kind of strip away, like, what are the shoulds? And what is the practical part? Because, you know, I have a lot of earth signs. I, you know, my south node is in Virgo. I have a lot of Capricorn placements. So, you know, it's very practical. It's very grounded. And I was like, I don't really know if this is what I want to do, but then I don't know what I would be doing. And so it was a lot of existential crisis during my sad return I think more so than usual. Hmm. Some people like yeah, it's always hard but some people they're just like, "Oh, I was in it for a couple years and then I'm out." But I definitely felt it for like a solid 5 years. Yeah, I can see She's that. floating in and out of it. Yeah, yes, I can totally see that. Exploring like what does freedom mean to me? Mhm, and like it's a big breakdown of belief systems as well. And so yeah, I, I just really it was a major revamp, like kind of like a, a teardown. It was a teardown in terms of like belief systems and like uh, understanding what I'm actually capable of and what I actually enjoy doing, which is very surprising.
1: Yeah, I can see that, especially since you already mentioned that you have a lot of Capricorn placements and a lot of people, you know, probably are aware that Saturn is the ruler of Capricorn. So having your Saturn return and having to go through that with all those earth signs (laughs) like it's really like really pushing you towards what's real in life what do you want to have long term to sustain you to live by so I can totally see that
0: yes (laughs) so you know I started to really listen to my intuition and really couldn't ignore it and that's why I started this business about five years ago and two two years ago, I had the idea for the Career Astrology website. And I was like, I don't have time for this. This is costly. I don't know how to build something like this. You know, I I don't even know how to scope the work out. And I just started doing readings at that time, I think. No, it was actually three years ago. Three years ago, I started doing readings. And then I guess like, I'm trying to think of like, Yeah, yeah. So it had to be like, yeah, I had this idea like almost three years ago, two and a half years ago. um, And I just started doing readings. And then I commissioned the work um, like a year later. And then another year later, like I had launched it. So yeah, yeah, two and a half, like. Three years ago. I can't even
1: believe it. Wow. That's amazing. But that shows how once you really connect with your purpose, how it can really be like such a way to just speed up a lot of your progress that you maybe might not have been as quick to act on before, but Saturn can really light a fire under you. <laughs> and also just having that sense of urgency to, you know, feel like you're really. Walking in your purpose and having that sense of fulfillment in your life can really be a catalyst for change.
0: Absolutely. And there's always a lot of change that happens during your Saturn return.
1: Well, yeah, you mentioned um a lot about your heritage being um, from Chinese descent. and I would love to know more about um, that connection for Chinese culture with astrology.
0: Yeah, so actually, Darissa, you've caught me in this like kind of like inflection moment in terms of I have been thinking. That I want to get into Chinese astrology, um, feng shui, a lot more, and I've always no like knew this this day would come, but I just wasn't sure about the timing of it. And I think that it's it's always been in the background of my life because of my Chinese heritage, but my mom never really believed in the astrology of it. She didn't believe in the astrology of it, but she did have me in the year of the dragon. So <laughs> that is kind of like a, she doesn't believe but she doesn't believe it because people love a dragon baby. There are always more babies born in the year of the dragon, which is actually this year. We are in the year of the dragon. Uh, it is considered a very auspicious, lucky, prosperous, successful sign. And so... People are like, you know, I don't believe it, but also let me have a (laughs) dragon baby. Because if you are in that period of time, you know, that you can have, a. it makes sense to have a child, you absolutely should. It's every 12 years the sign comes around. You know, so this would be the time to have a to have a dragon baby this year for many people. Um, And so. My mom never really believed in the Chinese astrology. Um, she never really believed in like numerology. And even for me too, like I I always kind of thought it was so silly. Like when I lived in China, like people would plan their weddings because of a specific date. And I was like, like you know i'm like this is like so crazy like why would they do that like i don't believe in that and when i lived in china i i really didn't believe in these things it was really kind of still like very far away from like my field of vision and understanding um my mom has always talked about what are cooling foods what are foods that kind of build heat in your body um that's from traditional chinese medicine uh, and so it's it's always kind of been in the background because all of these things are related. Traditional Chinese medicine, um, feng shui, the Chinese like zodiac and astrology. And it's really these last few years that I've started doing like the year of the blank like readings um, through just like a post. And this year I've done a lot more because it is my year, year of the dragon. And I also made a promise to myself that I would do a lot more content this year. So I started posting on TikTok, and I wanted to share something like unique. And so I just kind of was on a roll. I was like, okay, I don't think a lot of people are talking about this. So let me share more. So that's that's kind of uh, where I am right now. And I'm, I'm very curious about blending, combining the Eastern and Western astrology, because not a lot of people are doing that.
1: Yeah, not a lot of people are, which is why I was so excited to connect with you because it's not an area that I have a lot of familiarity with um, in terms of like just being in depth, but I'm always fascinated by. And I love unraveling the layers of the connections between the different cultures and the different heritages that have certain veins of astrology that they connect with because I just believe, you know, in the power that it has to help you really see yourself. And um, I know Mm -hmm. that when people connect with that, it helps them on so many different levels. And I love how You talked about your mom and how her kind of not strong faith or belief in um, astrology or all the quote unquote woo woo things, which happens to be the name of your company. I would love to talk more about that, Um, but definitely still acting on it. And I feel like that's what a lot of people do with astrology. Like they don't really have a firm grasp of the history or kind of like the details of it, but they know if there's something that is helpful or beneficial of it, beneficial with it, they kind of want to use it kind of like as having the wind at their back, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, why not, Mm -hmm, right? Absolutely. So you mentioned uh, feng shui, I think that's what you said, and some of the Chinese medicine um, as a way of blending certain elements of that with astrology. Would you like to expound on that further? Yeah. So
0: um, with feng shui, there is something known as like period nine. We have these like chapters of big chunks of time that we go through. And period nine started on February 4th. Of this year, 2024. And it is actually very similar to Pluto in Aquarius, which, you know, has been dancing around like last year, this year, uh, and then later this fall, it will be in it. <laughs> Pluto will be in Aquarius for the long haul of 20 years. Period nine is also a 20-year period. They're very, very similar in that they all talk about innovation, change, specifically, and like I'll break it down and go back and forth. Period nine, um, is going to be a fire element period of time and that means that anything is like very fast moving anything related to like fire any industries related to fire um, kind of helping you to and you know you with these types of things you have to really broaden the explanation because a lot of it's like very old as well so you know you know, when I kind of extrapolate the meaning, I think like things that allow you to do things a lot faster of like expansion of creativity. It's also going to be a very creative time as well. Fire element can also be quite volatile, strong emotions. Like we just think about fire, we think about fire signs and you can get a good idea about it. They also talk about a deeper uh, connection to your truth and to purpose. This is also a lot of stuff related to Pluto and Aquarius as well, people are going to rethink and re-envision and actually change the ways that they live and work. And we're already seeing that, right? We're in this in-between period of time of transition of like, you know, with the pandemic, we were working from home and then we're coming back and we have hybrid. And then a lot of people are like, we don't want, you know, and the people are like, no, we're never coming back into the office. (laughs) (laughs) Or we will find a way to kind of balance it, right? And so people really are desiring like a different way of just living and kind of reclaiming their time back as well. So much of our time is spent working. And people are starting to realize and the and work is changing too. back like 30 40 years ago, you stayed in a job for your entire life. You got pension. And now, because of capitalism, the changing of like economies and like what is it what is it? People don't even know that word pension. You know, like Gen Z's, I'm like, I think if you told a Gen Z, like, this is a pension, they would be like, sign me up. I will continue to do all my side hustles, but sign me up for this pension. So we don't have that stability anymore. And so, and so people are like, if you're not giving me stability, why am I giving you all of my time? Even when they had pensions, like, you know, there 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 was their phones, but there wasn't really a lot a lot of like like computers and laptops that you would bring home. Um and so now though like, you can reach me all the time, but now I'm making less money, I get less benefits. Like what's the point of that? And so there just needs to be a big shift. There's also the uh, the rise of middle-aged women, which you know I've gotten some feedback, and I also don't know, you know, like what term are we supposed to use? It's just women in their thirties, their forties, their fifties, depending on you know like life expectancy. But it's I think it's just a very powerful time for women in general because we're talking about this twenty-year stretch. If you're twenty right now, if you're even in your teens, you will hit that middle age period of time, like whether it's like in the middle or towards the end of this 20 year cycle. Right. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. So
0: it's a really great time. Yeah. For women and for women to um, feel more powerful, feel more empowered to be in positions of power, uh, to start their own businesses. Like it's a big change from the last 20 years, which like focused on like the young man. (laughs) Now we're 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 focused on the more experienced woman.
1: Absolutely. I think that's so incredible. I mean, I love that you talked about the fire element and how that also connects with Pluto being in Aquarius. Um, That also brought to mind the fact that we now have um, the North Node in Aries. Um, That's also a big Fire element as well. So that just adds literal fuel to the fire. Mm -hmm. And you have this emphasis on people being able to take action quickly, people being able to focus on what's going to be the best for them. And being able to do so without all these barriers put up and all these different things that make you kind of work till you drop and don't give you any type of reward (laughs) in return for it in the long term. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I love that this topic of women's empowerment, especially for women, you know, in this youth obsessed culture that we find ourselves for women who have the maturity they are seasoned they have the experience they have the education and they just need the opportunities and they need people to get out of their way Um, and I love that this topic is coming up for women's history month which is actually in March uh, which will be coming up as well Mm -hmm. and like these are beautiful things that I'm seeing um, echoed in astrology so I love that you are bringing these things up (laughs) And with Pluto in Aquarius, Aquarius
0: is a sign that is future thinking. It thinks about us instead of I, about the collective. It's very driven by technology, um, about how to do things better. It really likes to challenge the status quo. It just It's like a rule breaker. It wants to do its own thing. It's like, I'm special, I'm innovative, and... Why doesn't anyone else get it? It takes in a lot of information, highly intellectual, intelligent sign as well. And with Pluto being in Aquarius, there'll be so much technological like advancement. Um, and it's quite interesting too because I was reading something today and it was saying how because of AI, ChatGPT, all these different things, we have a higher level of technological capability for any type of company that is going to be started. And to a certain extent, the technology part of your business is no longer going to be as special. And what is going to be special is that human element. How good is the marketing? how good is the customer service? like it's almost like it's it's very it's very fascinating because of the duality of Pluto and Aquarius. Like, these are the duality in that so many jobs are going to be gone, but there's also going to be an equalization and equity in terms of like, hey, I don't have a tech Tech, te- like a technical founder or i'm not very good at the technology component of my business but hey like i can hire someone on upwork or fiverr or whatever it may be and then i can also use chat gpt there's so much that i can like pull together right there is such an equalizing like factor about that right but at the same time we're looking at there's so many things that can be done like like there's so many different ideas, but how do you execute it in the best way? And that is still going to require that human component, that human person that's going to be pulling all of it together and being like, hey, I have an interest in X, Y, and Z. This is why I care about it. and This is how I'm going to use technology to make sure that um that. I'm 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 taking advantage of the best resources out there that I can do more. I think there's going to be so many more solo founders, so many more small nimble teams because of that technological component. So you see that dichotomy, that duality of like yes, there's going to be that technology component, but we're still really much so needing that human element. And that human element is what is going to differentiate, you know, the the inputs, what you're telling Chat GPT to, what you're telling the technology, and that in itself can be difficult to replicate.
1: Absolutely. I totally see that trend. I love that you brought in the fact that Pluto and Aquarius has this duality element to it, that when we think about Pluto, it it tends to take things away, the decay of, of something that is no longer useful to us, but it has this almost composting element to it. That that thing that used to not be uh helpful to us anymore because it it lost its usefulness, it's it's obsolete you can take that and you can upcycle it or you can recycle it and use it in a new way. And that's that Aquarius kind of coming in with that tech element. Um, mm-hmm. And then the fact that um, so many people have this fear about what um, AI and all this technology can do, but they're often missing the opportunities that are present there. Like what you said with having a lot of access to Technologies that can make things much simpler, much quicker, much quicker to do that don't require you to have as much technical knowledge. But as with everything, it's all about relationships, it's all about connections. How are you connecting to your customer base? How are you connecting to your peers? How are you connecting with um, the people who matter in your life? And even though technology can take so many things away, it can never take that human element away from it, like you mentioned.
0: No, it, it really can't. And I think in one of the ways it can benefit us is you writing, like a- asking a question and saying like, oh, like this is not a strong area of expertise for me, or I'm not really, let's say someone's not very good at communicating and they're like, okay, I'm not very good at communication. I seem to always get into an argument like with my sister or like with my friend. And it's always around these subjects. How can I communicate better with them? Knowing that when I say this, they like kind of give back this response, you know, it's, and I think that it's, it's, it's going to be very helpful if we choose to view it in that way, right? It's always going to be about perspective, just like, you know, right now, we're in some sort of thing that's a recession. (laughs) There's inflation, there's a lot going on, and people are worried about job security, about making money, but there's always money to be made. It's about your mindset, right? And I think that what media tells us, which whoever is around you is telling you, like, you can't do this, you can't do that, someone else out there is doing it someone else is thriving. Someone else is also very much so struggling. And when we change what's happening within, that's when everything outside of us changes as well. But that's the hard part. You have to believe. You have to get to that like moment of momentum that you know you're like, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And then it finally starts to reflect externally. So you get that feedback loop of like, wow, when I believe in myself, Then other people believe in me, and what I do becomes more successful. And I think that's what we struggle with. We stop too soon before we start to believe in ourselves, before we that reality that we envision in our minds actually start to root down into the actual world. And that's what people give up.
1: Thank you for listening to Confidence by the Stars. If you like the show, please leave a review to help us spread the good vibes. Oh, and if you haven't already, follow the podcast by clicking the follow button right now. When you do, the moment we publish a new episode, it will come right to the top of your feed so you don't miss a thing. One last thing. Listen to the end of the show. I have an amazing freebie for you. Now. Back to the show. Oh, man, that is so true. People tend to lose sight of their vision because they get too focused on what other people are doing and what they don't have instead of really tapping into their own personal Um, energy, their own purpose, and really using that as the being that is going to light the way for their path. And I think what you just mentioned about mindfulness plays such an important role in that, just being more in tune with who you are and having um, a way to really understand and to question those beliefs that you have about yourself. I love um, the topic of focusing on limiting beliefs and how oftentimes those are the things that really keep us from performing at our best. It's not really what other people say. It's not really oftentimes the the environment. It's the thing that we believe about Mm -hmm. ourselves or the thing that we compare ourselves to that oftentimes keeps us from being able to grow and have the success we desire. Yes, absolutely. And I deal with this a lot as well.
0: And I feel like it is definitely like my south node in Virgo. It's a very rigid sign. It wants things to be a certain way. It's like once I've decided, that's what it's going to be. It doesn't have much fluidity, change. It kind of just wants things to be the same it doesn't like change versus Piscean energy and this is the season that we're in right now is like very like whimsical very creative kind of can like flow and it's 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 something that that I'm continuously trying to meet and trying to embrace because you know your nodal placements aside from I think Gemini and Sagittarius they're so different they're just so different. And because they're so different, it feels unfamiliar. It feels foreign. And that's why there's some resistance and some friction. And, you know, my nodal return is coming in like hot. It's about to start, you know, towards the end of this year. I like to like when it starts, I like to like it's like the beginnings and the beginnings will be for this eclipse cycle in I think it's October or November. Like I can't remember if it's if it's like both months or just one of the months. But I looked and I was like, I see. It all makes sense. It's starting and then next year, like it'll all be really, really in it. But yeah, it's 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 important to follow the North Node lessons.
1: Yes, I totally agree. I'm someone who has I I don't I love hearing you talk about earth sign placements because I have absolutely none. (laughs) And other than my South Node in Capricorn, <laughs> I, I really don't have any Earth sign placements. I have mm-hmm. a lot of. I'm an Aquarius with Aquarius rising, and you mentioned. Um, I think your South Node is in uh, Pisces. I believe you said, or um, or Virgo. Or you, or Virgo, you have a Pisces placement of some kind. You mentioned. I I, I think I messed it up. Uh, North node. Yeah, your North Node is in Pisces, so. So, yeah, so I love hearing people who have that perspective, that practical practicality um, in terms of like their placements and really having an understanding of your North and South node placements um, and your North node, you know, we're on the topic of the dragon. I wanted to focus on the the year of the, the dragon. Um, so I really, really want to touch on that. But one of the things that people come to know about the nodes is that your your North Node is considered the head of the dragon, is considered the part of the dragon that has this voracious hunger and is looking to um, just really devour anything that has that energy or has that representation there. And then the South Node is really more so focused on the tail of the dragon, which has to do with the parts that we are letting go of or that we're reflecting on, we're reevaluating. But I would love to hear your take on what those two placements are before we go into the year of the dragon.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, so with the North Node placement, I always believe it's kind of like what you're learning in this lifetime, like where you're headed. This is like expansion, Um, life lessons, soul's purpose, ideal jobs and businesses to start. And the south node really is it's stuff that we're letting go. It's a it's less of an emphasis on these skills and like like job areas, industries, spaces ideas but at the same time it is something that you're using to help you because these are strong skills that you have it's karmic it's things that you've been doing for many many lifetimes and so i do believe that when you're using your natural gifts from the south node you can expand on your your other gifts that you're really meant to like learn and receive which are those north node gifts And I like to say that when you blend the south node and the north node, you are able to get your bridge job. And a bridge job is something that gets you to where you are today, to where you want to be. And there's always going to be a fine dance and balance between the two, because I I believe we don't talk enough about the south node, because I really do feel like the south node is such a big part of your, like your, your innate personality as well it's kind of like at the very very deep level of like how you move through the world how you function it's kind of like i feel like the saldo can be like at the core and then around the core is your sun well no it's like the moon but also a bit of the sun and then it's the sun and then it's the other things and it's it, but it's not quite like structured so clearly kind of can ebb and flow between the two as well almost like they're gases that kind of like can move between the two like different like rings and areas Um, because sometimes I really do feel like I'm so um, very much so like having strong south node in Virgo tendencies and What is interesting about this year is that it is the year of the dragon, specifically the wood dragon. And the wood dragon um, is most strongly associated with Aries, which is our nodal placement this year, our north node placement. So the wood dragon is very creative. It's bold. It's ambitious. It's very decisive, extremely creative. And these are all the characteristics of Aries. So we are all being invited and challenged, whether you're an Aries placement of sun, moon, rising or north node, um, or you're born in the year of the dragon to have more um, uh What's the right word, not control, but to take more of an active role in your life and to know that you're the only one that is holding yourself back. Sometimes like I have, you know, excuses as well. I'm like, oh, well, I wasn't able to get this done because I I didn't have this, I didn't have that. Like, just get it done. Just get it done. Like, you don't have all of your creature comforts. You don't have all the things you usually do because, you know, as an example today, like I'm at my boyfriend's place. I don't have my normal mic. I don't have my normal setup. I was like, should I go home? And I was like, you know, you, no more experience excuses. You just got to get it done. You have to be nimble. You have to just do things. And so for this year, we are all being um, invited to just take more action. Because a lot of times people will come to me for like my career astrology readings. They're just like, well, I'm not, I'm like, I'm not sure about this. I'm thinking about that. And they come to me because they want to be affirmed. So taking an action, which is very important because you'll receive clarity with each action that you take. And my I, a consistent advice that I give to people like to take after our calls, after our readings is, these are the actions you can take today. And I want you to write down which one feels right for you, but also journal like, hey, I think I really wanna reach out to this person, or I think I can start my website, like, or reach out to someone to help me with X, Y, and Z. Um, because when we are living in our minds, like. Nothing is happening in the real world. You have to get those ideas, those things out and you have to explore. And I think so often we're so scared of making the wrong decision, but there are no wrong decisions. And when you make the decision, that's when you know, do I like this or do I not like this? Is this for me or is this not for me?
1: I totally agree. As an Aquarius placement who often finds herself living in her head, not getting her ideas out into the world, you know, I totally resonate with the fact that this being a year that literally lights a fire under us and gets us to take action, to be in the process of doing the thing because that leads you to the next step it's not so much that you have to think through every single scenario or outcome that has you know the potential to shift what it is that you want to do it's more or less just saying it's go time and literally being like nike and Mm -hmm. just doing it (laughs) and going from there yes (laughs)
0: mm-hmm yeah absolutely and I think that yeah we are in that analysis paralysis we're afraid of doing the wrong thing I'll think a lot of women are afraid of doing the wrong thing um and uh, if you're a people pleaser if you're a perfectionist it can be very hard to do something that is new that you're not good at but it is a it is a muscle that can be strengthened and I I've done so many things as I started this business like I, I never thought I would be so creative I learned how to edit a podcast I learned learn how to set up like my, my like how to film like my yoga classes my sound baths of course like people have helped me as well but like make social media posts again like make up my own website like even just doing readings like these are skills I developed during the time of this business
1: yes that's really impressive I'm so incredibly proud of you for really taking those chances on yourself and really just going out there. Sometimes I feel like that's the hardest part, just getting started and allowing yourself to be in the quote unquote messy middle (laughs) until you get to a place where Mm -hmm. you feel like you have that stability, you feel more grounded, which I know since you have so many earth sign placements can be something that you crave, just feeling like you have that stability and grounding in you. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I love Mm -hmm, that. Absolutely. So yeah, let's talk a little bit more about the Year of the Dragon. You mentioned that this is the Year of the Wood Mm -hmm. Dragon. And I would love for you to dive deeper into that as well as to give us maybe some tips and tricks for Mm -hmm. this year being the Year of the Dragon.
0: Yes. So there are five different elements and... This year, we have the dragon being in the wood element. And with a wood dragon, I said that it's very creative, it's very decisive, very much so reflective of Aries energy. Also, there's some other colors that you can wear as well. Um, Normally, you know, red is associated with a color to wear. Uh, So if you're born in the year of the dragon, you want to be wearing like a red bracelet, it's like an extra protection actually it's it's known as historically traditionally like an unlucky year but I've since kind of revamped that definition it only is unlucky because I believe that it is an opportunity if you're born in the year of the dragon and it's your year like it is this year um, you have an opportunity to really up level it's kind of like a speeding up of your timelines you're going to be offered a lot of different opportunities a lot of different like forks in the road it's kind of like choose your own adventure and you have to be able to read energy. You have to understand how am I feeling? Is there a lot of friction in this one area? Or is it kind of feeling easy to explore this and to get the help that I need to move forward? So with this year, if you are um, born in the year of the dragon, I recommend that you wear something red, like a bracelet, like a ring. You can have like a red hair tie. I probably will like um, use that as well. It's just like easy, very practical. Um, but also, you can wear some of these other colors that are colors that are associated with the wood dragon: blues, greens, teals, and browns to really amplify this energy. I'm actually wearing a teal <laughs> turquoise. It's one of like my favorite colors, actually, which is really funny. So, yeah, wearing these colors and reminding yourself that this is a year to take action. Like what is one thing that you can do every single day to get closer to your dream? I think it's easy for you for 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 you to say, hey, like I'm just I'm, I'm tired. I want to decompress. I want to play a video game, I want to watch TV, I want to go out with my friends. But what people don't tell you when you're making your dreams a reality are like the times like one time I got locked in my closet because I was recording like a podcast and I wanted to be super quiet. um, And I got locked in my closet. Or all the times where you have to say no to hanging out because you're saving money or you just have too much work or you're up at 10 p.m. because you're creating content, because you're feeling like, oh, I'm like feeling very inspired. Or what about the fact that, you know, some of the friends that you've been friends with for a very long time that you feel like they just may not completely understand you anymore and that's okay but unless you're an entrepreneur you are not going to understand the the nuances of like the mental health challenges the financial um restraints that you experience um that most founders experience business owners experience um the the imposter syndrome like the doubting yourself like how time is fast but so slow like there's just such a weight and i've come to realize that that is also a very hard thing to reconcile but these are the things that when people are like wow like you know she's like really made it she's like you know ha- has a like a very successful business like you know like people don't understand like these are the sacrifices this is just at the surface level these are some of the sacrifices that you need to make and i think that not everyone is willing to make the sacrifices because it's very very unglamorous
1: it is absolutely very unglamorous being an entrepreneur or being an entrepreneur, really taking advantage of the leadership role in a company and, you know, fumbling through some of the things that other people, you know, might take as like, well, she's not doing so great. Well, I'm learning as I go. <laughs> so really just, <laughs> yeah. you know, really just getting out there, like you said, getting started and, and just pushing forward taking that initiative is going to be really really important this year so thank you so much for like helping yes. to break down some of the things that people can do some of the things that they can wear in terms of like amulets that give them a little extra boost for the year of the dragon even colors yes. that they can tap into and some kind of things that they can go um, and do. So, you know, definitely get those um, to-do lists and just (laughs) go at it. Like, don't think too much. Just figure out maybe your top three things that you want to get done that day and knock it out. Um, With that being said, I would love to know if there are any actual auspicious times during the year of the dragon. I'm not as well-versed in uh, Chinese astrology, as I mentioned, but I would love to know if there are like any specific Mm -hmm. dates, times, or periods that people could tap into certain things.
0: Yeah. So I always think it's very important to look at your individual time as well, like your own season. So um, look at where Aries shows up in your chart. Um, And... I think it's very important to understand the role of Aries in your chart just because that wood dragon is very similar to Aries. Um, I would also say Aries season for all of us, which is coming up very soon um, in March, is also going to be a very potent time to start things as well. Um, We're also going to experience eclipse season, and eclipse season is going to speed things up for for everyone. Um, So like March... I believe it's just, I have to look at my calendar. I think it's all of March, just March of this year. And then it's either October and or November in the fall. These are going to be very important times um, for you to, to kind of just take action. And just the energy of action is going to be very present as well. And then I also invite people to look at their Mars placement. So if your Mars is in Aries, if your Mars is in Pisces, like, Pisces time is a good time for you to feel like very motivated and very action oriented. And um, what someone had told me a couple months ago when I went for an Akashic Records reading, she was like, sometimes Alice, you think that the astrology is going to be everything. Like you're, Like she was like, like when you launched like your website, you were like, oh, I want to do it on like the new moon in Aquarius or like the new moon and whatever. Uh, And she's like, no, like she was like, you yourself were ready and to always check in with yourself. Like, am I like, does this feel right? And how does this day feel like this is so important because we astrology really is just another tool to read energy, to read your own energy, to read the general energy, the energy of someone else, of a thing, of a person, because, you know, businesses, intangible things also have their own charts as well. So I want to remind everyone that you have this knowledge within. I think sometimes when you're just starting on this journey, starting your spiritual journey, it can be very daunting of like, wow, there's so much. What do I cover? And I remember talking about this a lot when I started this business because it was very events oriented before. And so, yeah, you just you have to kind of take all these things, listen to all the podcasts, read all the books, read all the things and then internalize it, integrate it and be like, what are the best days for me?
1: But I also shared some dates as well, some general times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think having like a general idea of when the best times would be in terms of the astrology is always great to have in your back pocket. But like you mentioned, you know, you really have to be in tune with yourself and say and be honest with yourself. Yes, this is when the astrology is doing its thing. But on a personal level, I feel like I can make things happen at X, Y, Z time. Like, I feel like that's the best time for me. And I believe that that's really what the universe supports. Like really understanding that, aligning yourself with that, not so much being so... I guess, specific about I have to do things at this time, at this place, I believe that there's mm-hmm. always a time and a place for you. And when you're ready is when you're ready and when that's the best time to make it happen. So I wholeheartedly agree with everything that you just said. Um, and I would love to know if people would like to go deeper into their study of Chinese astrology or just astrology in general. Are there any resources that you would suggest to them
0: i've been posting a lot more about chinese astrology so stay tuned i'll be sharing like a lot more stuff like on my tiktok on my instagram um and you know like when you asked me that question like in the email like i'm also searching for these resources as well because it's something that i've just started to explore so I will have to get back to you because I I just I want to be able to learn from like an elder in the community. And I just haven't found that elder in the community. Um, And so I I don't have a good answer. (laughs) I feel bad. But my friend, um, she did study with this one feng shui master that was really good. So I will find the name, email it to
1: you. And you can put in the show notes. Awesome. I will definitely do that and follow up with you. Um, And I know we're getting ready to wrap up in just a little bit. So before we do, you mentioned elders and you mentioned connecting with people who have, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of like this this wisdom that they can pass on to you and that's something that I love to close the podcast with is a sec- a section that I call my three wise, and it's like the gifts of the magi <laughs> it's like three sages yeah. three sayings or three sounds that have helped you on your cosmic journey so sages could be people or books sayings could be affirmations or guiding principles that have helped to guide you and sounds could be um, music or films or whatever the things may be, just three of those things mm. that you believe have helped you on your journey.
0: I always say that fear and excitement are two sides of the same coin. This is very helpful when you're feeling fear, switch it and be like, it's actually excitement because, at a biochemistry level, it is the same. You know, in your in your body, it is the same. Um, and so that's one of them. The other one that I've really adopted last year is believe in yourself first. Develop that inner conviction, that inner confidence, and connect with your higher self through meditation, through nature. Uh, that is a sage that is always with you that is always available and you just just journal meditate like get back into your body reconnect with your body and that's where the truth lies and you know sometimes we seek answers from others but really the answers are from within
1: absolutely wow that's so powerful Thank you so much, Alice. This has been such a pleasure to be able to connect with you, to share this conversation with the listeners. And I would love for you to share with us how we can stay connected with you. Okay,
0: so you can find me on Instagram. I'm at w o o w o o c o. On TikTok, I'm at woo woo company, and I hope that you get your free career astrology report from yoursaturn.com.
1: Awesome! Thank you so much, Alice. Um, like, Salis, like Alice, like Alice mentioned, you, you. she said you can sign up for your free career astrology report at yoursaturn.com. Go check her out. Alice is outstanding. If you want to get your career focused astrology and really help yourself align with the best career advice, I highly recommend Alice. So thank you for coming to Confidence by the Stars, Alice. Thanks again for listening. If you like the show, please leave a review. And if you would like to stay connected on social media, follow us on Instagram at CosMusicApp. That's C-O-S-M-U-S-I-C-A-P-P, App. Until next time.